<laughs> you can't beat the classics. Oh yeah, here we are, episode fourteen. Uh, you can't beat the classics podcast. Fourteen episodes down, you know, still so many movies to cover. Uh, but we're gonna bring you this one today. George and Mike are back with me, as usual. What's up, guys? <laughs> How's it going? What's going on? Yeah, not not a whole lot going on. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Well, a little bit. Not not too long. Not. Not Fifty Shades of Grey hiatus long, but <laughs> but but a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So episode fourteen, uh, we're gonna be getting into uh, interesting. Oh my gosh, where would you put it? Post-apocalyptic action, romance, like, romance. A little bit of romance in there, you know. A, a definitely sci-fi. Definitely sci-fi. There's some science fiction in here. A lot going on with this one. But we're going to be talking about uh, 1995's Waterworld, directed by Kevin Reynolds. Wet Yellowstone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, before we get into getting into it here, all right. So I ask this, always ask this at the beginning. Do you guys remember the first time you saw Waterworld? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, like a good recollection of when. Oh, so I, freshman year. <laughs> I I saw it when it came out on movie, uh, like on DVD. Yeah. Okay, so a while ago, but I think, yeah. but one thing that you guys have been telling me on this one is like uh, you've rewatched it a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, I watch it probably once every couple months when, oh, when wow. it's on TV. Wow, so this one, this is one I haven't watched many times. So uh, when I when I watched it, you know, like we, it feels like weeks ago now. I think it probably was, but you know, uh, it's not a, it's not a bad movie, but uh, I mean, just not a lot there for me. I, and I think you know, I think we we said it just before we started recording, but like. I think one issue I had with this movie was the runtime. This is a long, this is a long movie. I'll counter that. I've seen your your ratings of films, and I've seen how many four star films like The Avengers, Avatar, The Batman, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Two and a half hour runtime is not something you're not used to, my friend. So do not blame. Oh. Your cynicism on this movie on the run. So I won't. All right. So uh, I'll put a little more substance in that then. Yay. So, yeah. So uh, those movies, the ones you just named, you know, I felt like I was invested in something. So like with with Waterworld, I just I didn't I didn't feel I didn't feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of build on that because the movie is definitely a slow roller, right? Like it starts a little slow. Yeah. And then, like, once you understand all the characters and you get the complexities, like, it picks up a little bit and then it kind of feels like it's over. But, like, yep. there are, I'm going to say, four different character groups that all come in together 
and you kind of have to know why each one's important to be yeah. able to, to to distinguish their you know like what they're doing in this world at this point so you, you i can understand that but like it can't just be like okay for instance it can't be like the gray where they give you like 34 seconds on each character and then they expect you to care about them yeah next <laughs> so yeah so like it has to be like all right so like you you get the smokers and you have to understand what the smokers are and like what their stake in the world is and then you get you know like nola and her mom and you have to understand like that character and then you get kyle's character and you have to understand like where he fits in and like it's not like hey look at this person and now you're going on a trip with him across this vast ocean that is on the world is only ocean now like you have to understand who he is before the movie can happen you know what i mean mm. uh so before we dive like specific like into like specific plot details on this uh i'll, I'll get some good i'll throw some good in here about what i liked about it uh the production on this and like these set pieces amazing yeah like all the boats and everything yeah were like really they looked hobbled together but they were still super functional it was it was pretty like, neat. it looked it looks so good but like as i'm watching it i'm like this must have been a pain in the ass to film <laughs> yeah trying to get ocean scenes without anything in the background yeah i mean remember the horror stories from jaws yeah yeah that that's such an unpredictable environment so i i can't imagine it going smoothly the entire time it was in production yeah and i will say i have like really good memories of the first time i watched this movie and then i also had really good memories of seeing the live show at universal i've done that yeah I the live I show at universal for this yeah is phenomenal because it, it, it pays like yeah. it, it's literally the movie in like 20 minutes <laughs> it's pretty great yeah, I did that when I was like, I must have been like fourteen years old when I did that. But that was yeah, actually was, neat. That was really cool. That was cool. They they still run that show too. Still have. Yeah, yeah, they do. And now, all right, we're gonna keep tradition here. So I'm gonna pull up uh, the trailer for Waterworld, and we're gonna watch that real quick. You guys here? Yep. 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 Okay. The future. The polar ice caps have melted, and the Earth lies beneath a watery grave. Those who survived have adapted to a new world. What did you see out there in the 15 lunars? Such as? An end? An end to all this water? You're asking the wrong person. Pure dirt. So what's the word? We trading or not? And the human dream is the search for a mythical place called dry land. It doesn't huh. exist. How can you be sure? Because I sailed farther than most have dreamed. I've never seen it. This place, this whole way of living, it's ending. Straight line leading directly. Directly to dry land? Dry land is not just our destination, but it is our destiny! Universal Pictures presents a world unlike 
any you have ever seen. <laughs> Kevin Costner, Dennis Hopper, Gene <laughs> Triplehorn. Waterworld. Waterworld. Dude, I don't know how that <laughs> trailer does not get you freaking jacked up. Let's watch it. No, that's a good trailer. So <laughs> that's a good trailer. Before we dive in too much, trailer I think is great. Like normally we criticize the trailers, right? Because they either are misleading because we picked some sore movies in the past, or yeah, they, they like overhype. I think the trail. This is probably one of the more accurate trailers we've done to movies, where it portrays exactly what you're gonna see. Fucking world it doesn't ending. give away a ton. It's like Escape from L.A. but yeah. with water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with that being said, 21-year-old me, 18-year-old me could totally relate to this movie and like its graphics and its costumes and everything and just be like imagine, you know, it being better. You know what I'm saying? Like I can mm-hmm. I could I could give you the 10% leeway of some of the what l- kind of looks like drama school costumes, right? I could give you the leeway cuz I could imagine it in my head. In 2022 now, I'm 33. How cool would it have been in 1995 to have Mel Gibson instead of Dennis Hopper? And uh, maybe perhaps take the woman out and have Rene Russo. Dude, so essentially you're just trying to make Mad Max on the water. <laughs> but, but no, we never really saw Mel Gibson as a villain until he became a drunk driver. And like a, a, a Jew killer, but I mean, like, like do you think? Yeah, Hop- do you think Hop- absolutely. Here? I think Dennis Hopper was a fine casting, but like I'm talking, that, like withstanding well, the test of time. This is you can't beat the classics. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hold. The only thing is, it just doesn't hold up. Like this, this right here, prime for a remake. Primed for a remake. Dune was like prime for a remake. This is prime for a remake because the only thing that really holds it back is like maybe a, a a different like dynamic villain and then upgraded graphics. And then a sequel. It's criminal that this movie didn't get a sequel. Uh I think it's well no they they end this movie. This movie ends. Criminal. Yeah uh I think a, a sequel. I, just, I wonder if a sequel. A sequel must have been in talks. It was, and it got scrapped. And it probably got scrapped. Okay. So my thing about this is like, this movie ends. It has a definitive end, and then the the, the main yeah. parties split ways. Yeah, but you so, like, so what are they gonna do? Well, like, he hears from the fish that they're in trouble, and then he returns. Well. You know what they would probably do now is like probably back then, you know, you don't have to do it. The chances of a sequel happening are we're not slim to none, but probably not as likely back then. You'd probably see a sequel pop up now, like like a, a sequel to Top Gun popped up this just a, a few weeks ago. 
But like yeah, they that tried was like thirty it something years. It didn't work. I, I I guess what I'm saying is like in 2022, if you remade this, do the even if you did the Dune method, where like you take one movie and break it up over three, right? Because it's long. Whatever, fine. Yeah. Like you can't tell me that. Like even if you want to say say we stick with the Mad Max thing, right? Tom Hardy as the main protagonist, whatever, and then you have. You know, fucking who cares? Some hot girl as you take the girl from AT&T and make her the hot girl. <laughs> and then but then you it, like, I feel like give this, her give herself to Tom Hardy. <laughs> the villain, the villain <laughs> in this movie, I think, is more served as someone who can act, not just be villainous. So yeah. like, yeah, I well, think walking walking Phoenix would be a really cool villain, you know, stuff like that. I well, mean, Alan, Alan Rickman, God bless his soul, would have was my first pick for this. But th- this was definitely a cast of its time, like yeah. like obviously like Kevin Costner, like Dennis Hopper. Like I don't know about you guys, but anytime I think of anytime I see Dennis Hopper or his, his name, I'm, well, I'm like. I'm like, oh god, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's always the villain, man. <laughs> and yeah, that's oh, oh, I, or he, he's he's the bomb toting guy from Speed. Yeah, yeah, he's, dude, he's that, always the villain. Does a good job. I don't like that. I don't like that. I like for it was big actually, blockbuster movies. I like when you I, can take someone and make them a villain. I actually did see a really good movie with him, and it. it was uh, recently called True Romance. It's not not what you think. It's like Quentin Tarantino like wrote it. Oh, so it, that was an interesting movie. He's not a bad. He's actually not a bad guy in that. Hmm. Um, so before but, we dive, before we dive like step by step into this movie, do yeah. you think they do a remake on this movie, George, or do you think they do like a Blade Runner where Kevin Costner is like an old no. guy living secluded? No, Kevin Costner is not built for the water anymore, but. Like, hear me out. The budget, the budget was 175 million for this movie, right? Yeah. But dude, dude, filming on the water is like you, you got to be in tremendous shape. He couldn't even do the Guardian. They they had to cut scenes yeah. in the Guardian and keep him in like the chopper and shit. Yeah, but he was he was meant to be an old guy in the Guardian. Yeah, but he was still meant to do more of his own stunts, and he fucking couldn't. So like they had to cut scenes, and even Ashton Kutcher was like, well, "What the fuck, man? You're killing the movie." Um, mm. So, like, he just he can't do the water stuff anymore. And I get that. That's not easy, right? Like, I, I don't even know if I could do it. So, like, I'm okay with them doing yeah. a hard reboot, resetting this, and doing the Dune method. But and I think Michael Phelps. <laughs> why, why not put Michael Phelps in the movie? The dude is fucking ripped. Like, yeah. why not? But, like, I, I guess my thing with this movie is, like, it, it, it you missed the boat on a sequel. You missed it. Don't <laughs> don't try and build off Kevin Costner's legacy. The movie's what almost thirty years old. Yeah. On to the next. Let's redo it. That's one that I think needs a redo. Ghostbusters didn't need to be touched, and I don't think Ghostbusters would have been touched as the way it was had they not fucked up already trying to reboot it. Yeah, but Afterlife wasn't a reboot. Afterlife was a continuation. Yeah, but they had to do that because because of, the, because the, what the, they you know, did with um, the yeah. the Saturday Night Live crew essentially. Yeah, so I mean, it is a Saturday Night Live movie, but um, yeah, it was yeah, done. they they had they had to do that. But I feel like 
Ghostbusters would have been really primed for a reboot had it not been for that. So, that's yeah, all you know, in. in the in the age of like remakes and sequels, you know, we we kind of see a movie getting like announced being remade or something like that, and we're kind of like, oh, why? But I think Waterworld is one that you know what, I wouldn't hate it. Waterworld being redone to be more time effective. And I think the budget was yeah. 175. They only made like 30, 40 million dollars on it. They didn't make a lot of money. And I I guarantee that's because they shot it all on open water, right? If if you had a chance to redo that in a controlled environment with the graphics we have today, you could probably make that movie for a hundred million dollars. Mm. And that that's yeah, a billion no, that dollar movie. Sense. I think that's a billion dollar movie. I, I feel like it has like um kind of like that cult classic type of vibe around it where people would be like, yeah, I'm interested in that still because yeah. it, it did gain a lot more traction after it was out of theaters. I'm telling you, man, just give me, give me a billion dollars and I'll make you 10. Waterworld should be remade. And I think you, if you, if you pick the right cast, like Dune did, Dune picked an amazing cast. I had no interest in Dune, but I wanted to see the movie. Yeah. Mm. There you go. I have no interest in Dune. I honestly like never even crossed my mind that I should watch Dune. And that cast was so unbelievable. And I was duped so hard. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. I'm going to though. I still haven't watched it. Yeah. So wait we'll just wait till part two at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. So yeah, so let's start let's, let's start movie. let's start diving into the, the plot of the movie here a little bit. So the year apparently I think the year is like 2,500, I think it is. And all the polar ice caps have all melted. So there's the whole entire world is covered in water now. And the, this is just the way that life is now. So we're, we're met with Kevin Costner's character doesn't have a name throughout the movie, but he's known as the Mariner uh, throughout the whole film. And the first thing we see him doing is using a machine to turn his piss into drinkable water. I was like, ew. As an adult, dude, that took me like that took me a little bit to like kind of figure out the mechanics behind that. But it was literally just like a, a hand crank, one bowl with a hand crank, and then it was just drinkable water. It was it's science fiction. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this movie has the Star Wars New Hope effect, right? Where like it was the first type of movie kind of like that so you kind of let a lot of things slide yeah yeah <laughs> just like mm. so so yeah okay let's keep going because i got something but to he, say yeah. so he ends up meeting uh another uh drifter so anybody that's on these on their own boats like just traveling the seas or whatever called they call them drifters so he runs into another one and apparently it's like a custom that if you run into another drifter, you have to trade something with them. Like there's no if and or buts. Like you have to do it. Yeah. Um. So I I think he I think he kind of gets into it with this uh with this drifter here. Uh, and then this is where they're ra- I think they're racing for some sort of bag. It seems like I I know something. There's something that happens before the smokers show up. Yeah, um, I thought the whole thing was a wasn't the whole thing like a trap. That's possible too. 
Because I but just I, spoke I, to him like up on the mast, and he was like fake. They're like waving his hand for him. I, yeah. I thought it was a trap. Yeah. And, so I and, know, and I, the bag, he could see the bag, and that's how the smokers breathe underwater. Right. Yeah. I, I know the smokers smoke the drifter. <laughs> yeah. So they they propped him up on the mast, and they had him like fake waving, and then he was like looking at it through his little telescope thing, and he saw that it wasn't real. But he, he he approached it anyway, or he started turning around, and then they started chasing him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so they, they the smokers are starting to lure people in with these traps and starting to steal all their stuff. Like everyone's at this point is like running out of food, and you but, know, it's just just yeah. it's crap. I think, and the, the mariner gets word that there's this. Uh, there's this atoll not too far from there. So he goes there and he finds it and he's like, wants to pick up some supplies there. Um, and apparently dirt is like, well, I mean, I can see why, but just extremely valuable. <laughs> right. No one's um, ever seen dirt before because yeah, the, wor so, the world is covered in water. So like what, he sell, what he I don't get when, when we're talking about all this, the only, the thing that threw me for a loop, was that the world is ending, right? How does anyone understand the biomechanics about turning piss into drinkable water and like having food and stuff or having these gadgets handy when like this happened all of a sudden? I don't know. That part was a little far fetched for me. I just think it's funny. Like they, they trade in things like, okay, so like the world is over, right? So they trade in things like Marlboro cigarettes and spam. Yeah, like, how did, only that's what I'm saying. How did cigarettes survive? That's how did that saying. many like, cigarettes survive? To me, yeah. you know, cigarettes, cigarettes would be like the first thing to go, <laughs> right? Dude, you'd be smoke, like you'd be ripping butts. If I, if it was me, I don't even smoke. I'd be ripping butts. Kill me. Get rid of me. This yeah. is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna die horribly of cancer. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. But it, yeah, no, no, that's a good question. So I mean, so not a lot is explained. It's just, it's just kind of like just yeah, the world's over. This is how it is. Yeah, and I feel like as you go on, like you kind of learn, um, as as Enola and the, and the mayor. So so basically, like they go to this camp, they get attacked by the smokers at the camp, and the mm -hmm. mariner makes it out, and then Enola and Helen stow away on his ship with him, and and they end up on yeah. this journey together. So yeah, well, the reason why the smokers attacked them is because they they heard of this girl who is an orphan who has a map to dry land on her back, right? And no one knows how to read it. Yeah. Well, another interesting thing here is that um, when he's when he's trading the dirt for like supplies and stuff or whatever for the I think he grabbed the tomato plant. Um, there's like there's like people that residents there at the atoll that like want to like give like. Uh, like give like their daughter away to him just to have children. And he's like, he's like, no, I don't want to do that. So they grow like suspicious of that. And then that's when they find out he's a mutant. Right. And he has gills on the back of his ears. Right. He is mutated in 500 yeah. years. He, his, his kind has mutated. So that's when they decide to capture him and, and, and end up trying to recycle him. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird, isn't it? So, so here's yeah. the other part, right? So they have a tomato plant, which is planted in dirt. 
but the dirt that he's bringing them has nothing in it, and it's it's more valuable. Yeah, well, and like, I I didn't understand. Like, you see later, like, kind of like where he got the dirt, but if it's we're I'm getting ahead a little bit, but if it's where he found it, I'm like, isn't it like? not dirt anymore <laughs> yeah i, I mean I, when you I drive it out, it's dirt um yeah. but like even then so like his cage that they keep him in falls into mud which wasn't very deep or else he would have just gone right through it right yeah that that like that sludge or whatever that yeah which, that, that, so that means in. that like where that little camp is is actually pretty much in shallow water <laughs> Um, eh. <laughs> again there's a lot of stuff you gotta just kind of use your imagination here yeah, yeah you, this is a movie where you kind of just gotta roll with it yeah you just gotta assume whatever they're showing you is real but yeah, yeah. Um, suddenly a shit ton of smokers just pop up uh, just first, bum, bombard yeah first so they have like a mid 70s or 80s Cessna that survived 500 years. I just want to say that <laughs> this plane that they're flying around is like a mid 70s, mid 80s, and it's like 2500 or whatever. So it's like this Cessna has survived that long. Okay. Yeah, like 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 we just it just you just gotta roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but a shit ton of smokers show up, um, and they just bombard uh, this atoll, um, all all because they they're trying to get. They're trying to get Enola because she has that map on her back. Um, so, like, as the place is being overrun, um, Helen makes a deal with the with the mariner as as he's drowning in that sludge, so he doesn't have a choice. Like, hey, if you take us with you, we'll 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 get you out of here. So he has no choice. He's like, all right, all right, come with me. Um, but they they only they only went with him because. Uh, this inventor Gregor, like he had that balloon machine, but he yeah. he set the balloon off too soon, so he flew away. <laughs> he flew away without them. I can't stop it. I can't stop it. Uh, also, another interesting cast choice: Michael Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> you see him a lot in the in these '90s movies. Yeah, yeah, just like little things um, like this, though. Yeah. Um, I did really like this whole battle. Um, between the smokers like this is another uh this is another this is one high praise for me it just it, the film looked really good yeah you know from a production standpoint it was a very good movie <laughs> um so they end up escaping um oh and we're also met the villain you know the deacon who's yeah. <laughs> who's dennis hopper yeah um he ends up losing an eye in the battle. Yeah, it's kind of weird that in all the promotional stuff, like the trailer, they show him without an eye, but he started the movie with his eye. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I'd oh. make him more recognizable for the promotional <laughs> stuff. I don't know. In the trailer, they don't show the shitty eye. Yeah. That he <laughs> just, it looks like shit. He like, puts <laughs> it in his mouth to clean it. You're like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, but those three escape. Um, so Deacon is is interrogating those people that survived on the atoll. Like, 
Like, where did, where did this girl go? Um, <laughs> so he ends up killing that one guy that told him, you mm-hmm. said you wouldn't kill me. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did, I say I of... did I say I wouldn't kill him? Yeah, oh. So many cheesy one-liners in this yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. Right. I'm surprised there's not a YouTube video out there for all the cheesy one-liners. Yeah, I'm sure there is somewhere. Oh, I need it. <laughs> That'll be in my gym mix. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So all that happens. Everyone takes off. Uh, yeah. So like the the Mariner's not too happy about these two being with him. Yeah. Don't touch my ship. Don't touch anything on my ship. Yeah. Like like he like Enola just draws on the ship and he just flings her overboard. This poor girl <laughs> that can't swim. Yeah, fucking okay. He fucking yeets it, yeah. <laughs> and he just kept going. Oh, I mean, I think he he stopped eventually, but not after Helen dove in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but... I mean, she's drawing like she found crayons underneath. She starts drawing like trees and all that stuff. She's you know, I don't know. Understandable. Little girl needs something to do. Whatever. In the middle of the ocean, nothing else to do. I know. How boring must that have fucking been? <laughs> and then they, they meet the trader, right? And they run into the trader at this point. Um, yeah, I think but before that is when like the smokers find him, the smoker plane finds him. Um, and then that's when like it kind of, it kind, at it. Yeah, and it kind of it kind of fucks up the mariner's ship a little bit, so that's when he when they when the smokers when he takes down the smokers that's when he like makes them cut their hair so that way he can fix the ship yeah <laughs> uh, but then that's when he finds the the, the paper guy yeah <laughs> the scottish the scottish i guess he was scottish drift i don't know what the hell he was like, but, the like mass- this is my most quoted line of any movie ever is this line. Like I'll be, I'll be at work. I'll be, I'll be on a call, and they'll be like, "How, how long until I start?" I'll be like, "Half an hour, 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 an hour." And everyone's like, "I don't know what the hell you're doing." I'm like, "Get cultured, swine." Yeah, watch, watch a three-hour movie for that one for a forty-second scene about being a pervert. Essentially, what about the wee one? Not for sale. (laughs) (laughs) The the whole premise of this movie is is brilliant. It's just at times it draws me back to the nineties, though, and I'm just like, oh god, yeah, cringe. So like, I don't, I don't mind. So like, a lot of this, it has like the nineties feel, right? So it has like the Mad Max thing going on. It has like the Judge Dread. It has like all those like corny movies like little bits and pieces from all of them right and i'm here for it it, the movie stands as it is it's i think it's a great movie just because of how of its period it is really like i like if i just want the nostalgia of like sitting around and waiting for this thing to hit you know the vhs on the store or something like that like just i don't know i get the nostalgia whenever i turn it on uh, 
It's like Transformers to me. I just throw it on when it's on TV. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, he he has this awkward exchange with this with this trader. He trades a paper for Helen, and then he realizes the paper is just worthless. So he undoes the trade, and the drifter doesn't like this. So he ends up, but the mariner ends up killing the drifter. That's how you get the uh, paper no and the woman. <laughs> and then yeah. they they looted they looted the drifter's boat, and they got like three broken fishing rods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he's like, oh, we're going to catch fish this way. And he's like, and then the Mariner's like, well, you want to see how I eat? And then <laughs> yeah. this, this is what they, sh- I think they should have explored this more. Uh, whatever the hell this was, this sea monster or whatever. Massive thing. Like, this, this, it was probably like the only like little bit of probably CGI that was in the movie was this sea monster. And I, I thought that was cool because I was like, I wish we could have seen more of that instead of like, instead of just like all people, just like, you know, not only has people probably had to evolve, but I'm sure all the other things living on earth had yeah. to change, had to change too. I, so I wish they would have showed that a little bit more. So I, I will say too, I, I, to this point. So like in a couple of minutes, like, you know, a little bit down the road there, Helen keeps pushing to like figure out where he gets dirt. Right. So he goes fishing, he does all this swimming out behind the boat, and then he gets swallowed and he kills this fish, and then for some reason they only get like two little fish fillets out of this humongous massive thing that they kill. But (laughs) they also go down to the ocean floor, and at no point in that scene do you see any animals. Like fish or anything, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And you figure like he's he's going out behind the ship and he he like lures this fish to him to, so he can kill it. But like when they're going down in a random spot, they like nothing happens. Like they don't. I feel like they should have made that a little more tense with like some sharks or something like that. I don't know. Some, probably couldn't afford it. <laughs> <bubble. laughs> Um, yeah, no, like, like there's definitely, there's definitely like sea life in those oceans. Like, you can't yeah. tell me the whole entire world's covered in water and there's no sea life. Yeah, they blew yeah, their the original. On. The original cut of this movie was th- over three hours. I know they had to cut I it down it. to two hours and fifteen minutes for theatrical version. Yeah, oh, so wow. I, I'd imagine this was a small, small version piece of this. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to know like what 45 minutes they cut out during the like for the theatrical version because I couldn't imagine this movie without all the scenes in it. I mean, it begs the question of why we don't get more director's cuts, right? Yeah, like the Snyder cut. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, an interesting note with this actually the the director Kevin Reynolds, he well, I mean, I don't know how much sense this makes, but he quit the he quit the film before its release. But, but after like, he was done making it, that's what I'm saying. I'm like that. Th- that sentence doesn't really much makes much sense because how can he quit the film if it was already done? Maybe he had differences in production. That he had. It says owed owed to heated battles with Kevin Costner over his creative decisions. Well, that is that's one interesting thing. So Kevin Costner from this movie went. You know, Kevin Reynolds is the one who who directed this one, and then they go to. Um, where is it? The Postman. 
1997 that he directed himself. Oh, okay. So I think Kevin Costner was like, okay, Waterworld was this way, and I had some differences with the director, and it could have been so much better. And then he went and made The Postman. <laughs> and it's pretty much the same movie, just no water. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Same, same, but different. Kevin Costner's <laughs> career leading into that point, though, wasn't brilliant. Like, he wasn't Kevin Costner. I don't think, at least at that point, right? Like, when he was doing Waterworld, he did The Bodyguard, but, like... The, yeah, the Bodyguard the isn't very highly rated either, though. Like, I think The Bodyguard's a great movie, but, like, what's that, like, a 6.3 on IMDb, and this is a 6.2? I mean, I guess he was Kevin Costner at this point, because he had, he had yeah. done... Well, he had done, filled, Field of Dreams has already been done. Untouchables, uh, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, Robin Hood, like Prince J- of JFK. Yeah, the Gunrunner. I guess he, I guess he was Dancing with Wolves, Prince. Yeah, yeah that, all that stuff is out. Dancing with Wolves is a slow ass movie. If you want to talk about a good slow movie, I mean, I, I guess that he kind of was, but then like his run doesn't really stop there. He goes into the For the Love of the Game, uh, Tin Cup, Thirteen Days, Graceland. Well, three thousand miles to Graceland. I'll say that one. Yeah, um, that, yeah, that version. And then he turns into fucking a, a pumpkin for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think that this is like pretty much like right in the middle of his. Yeah, I mean, one could argue yeah. that, that Tin Cup was like the like that timeline that couple of years was like the highlight of his career. Yeah, but I think it was like the early nineties. Yeah. So I guess, hey, fuck it. Whip it out, Kevin. Whip it out, buddy. <laughs> Lay it on the table for him. Anyway. But, yeah. We digress. Oh. No, but, I mean, um, I, guess, I guess he was Kevin Costner at this point. <laughs> uh, this is the point in the movie where I think just before, like, they find that city underwater, um, they find that outpost but that, that, they, that they, he knows is a trap. Like that the, de- oil, the, the oil platform, right? Yeah, that the deacon set up. I'm like, well, when you when you see the dead guys just hanging there, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's a pretty big giveaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The smokers aren't really. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, like, so like we've already established at this point, like the smokers are the only ones that still have oil, right? Yep. And they got the little but, dude that lives down in the oil tank, and he's like, you got about yeah. three meters of well, this stick with oil with black stuff. Yeah, they're they're running out of oil, so that's why like the people are like the rowing. people that are on that like on that boat or that big ass boat that the that they're rowing. That that's why they're like pushing they're pushing the deacon to like update them on where the hell is this dry land that you said you were gonna find us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so yeah, so he, he runs into the outpost. It's another trap, and out of nowhere comes all of these jet skis, and like the plane is back, and all this other stuff is just going crazy. Yeah, yeah. But he they they ends up he ends up escaping that, um, but and then that's when he shows Helen that city. Well, yeah, at this point too, didn't didn't the deacon like he like licked his gun, licked his sight, and he actually like shot the mariner. Through his kidney, Something he was like, like yeah. as he's going away, and he's like, "Yeah, 
Yeah, from wicked far away, he hit he hit somebody. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I was wondering what the heck was this deep sea diver that, that he put Helen in? Oh, the bubble. Uh, yeah, that so, was cool. So, uh, on the ship too, he he had an air pump. So yeah, yeah, he had an air pump, and the the line ran down to the little bubble, and I think that's how he collects all of his stuff. Like he just takes it and he throws it in the bubble, and then he brings it back up, and he just happened yeah. to put her in it. That's how he brought the nat those copies of National Geographic up to him. Yeah, Nat Geo, man. <laughs> and like all the dirt and, and the crayons and everything else that he was finding down there. Yeah. Um, so. But, and I think this is where, this isn't where Gregor shows up. I, I feel like, I think the smokers, oh, the smokers, after they find the city, the smokers show up again. And then that's where they finally grab Enola. Right. She was hiding on the yeah. ship in, in the hole underneath the hull. Yeah. And that's where the deacon was like pretending to kill off the Mariner and Helen. So that way Enola would pop out. Yeah. Um, so they take her and the, the Mariner's ship is just totally destroyed. Like nothing left. So then that's when, that's when Gregor pops up and comes down his on his balloon and, machine. and saves them. Yeah. Oh no, I I think oh no, I think Helen gives her herself to the Mariner before they show up. Yeah. Yeah, after they lose the kid, she's like, "Ah, might as well." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's motivate. Yeah. And then Gregor shows up. Yeah, and then that's when they that's when they try to figure out a plan to save Enola. Oh, at first, I think the plan is like they don't really want to save Enola. They just want to find dry land, but they can't do it without Enola. But right. they also think, but they also think it's too risky to save Enola. So uh, the Mariner is just is like, like, like Gregor has, has found like another commune of people, or people from the original place have like made a new commune, like a floating mm -hmm. boat commune where they're all together. And Gregor like yeah. ha hooks up his little flying machine to them, and like I don't know. Yeah. So, but this is where uh, the Mariner is just like, all right, I'm gonna go off on my own and save her then. Yeah. Um. And so the Mariner finds this big, giant ship that the the Deacon and his people are rowing. Um. He first he slammed that guy with that jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like he yeah. said slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this battle's pretty great too oh Let's no this real. is yeah this is cool he's like well the deacon he should have he should have done something here because once the mariner had that flare over the oil over that oil pipe it was like you got to do what this guy says or else you're blowing up <laughs> But he let and, it happen. Yeah, and like to be honest, so like they have the kid, and let's be honest, it's been like a day or two, right? So they've been trying to decipher this map for a couple of days, no progress. But yeah. like he shows the thing to all the people on the ship. He's like, "We have the map," and then like they start rowing again. Yeah, he's like, he's like, row that way, and he's like, <laughs> even though it's even though it's not that way. <laughs> so. He's like giving him false hope, and and I think it, it gets to the point where he's like, 
we're not going to make any progress. No one on the ship has any idea. And then they were talking about cutting the skin off of her and stretching it and like being uh, able to orient it. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Dennis Hopper, you evil, evil man. <laughs> what a terrible idea too in hindsight like, what, like oh, we're gonna cut skin seven year old girl yeah we're gonna cut her skin off and just hope you know it doesn't decay and rot before we can figure it out <laughs> yeah. like god forbid whatever yeah. the, the smokers the smokers not the best planners <laughs> who <would have> thought? <laughs> that's what else I'll say they literally just like like whenever like their people are like oh everyone's angry at you and then you just throw out like four cans of spam and like a bunch of loose cigarettes. <laughs> everyone loves you again. I wonder well, if that no. would work at work. It probably would. This spam, like, spam like, cigarettes and a spam cigarettes and a copy of National Geographic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this whole battle was cool too. Like he drops he drops the. The the uh, the lamp, the flare down the oil thing. So the ship starts blowing up. The deacon miraculously gets in his plane. He's taken off, but of course the mariner shoots it down with with like no problem at all. Yeah, no problem shooting shooting this plane down. Uh, I think Gregor and everybody else show up to rescue him. Um. Yeah. But this is where you think it's over, but then you see Enola drop out of the the balloon. And you're like, oh shit, that was pretty far. I mean, at least she learned how to swim, but that was pretty far. Yeah, he had been teaching her how to swim um, yeah. during their travels. Well, this is the part of the movie where I'm like, come on, where he just bungee corded. You know, Mariner just bungee cords off of the balloon thing and just <laughs> nabs her and the jet skis is... Like literally, I was like, I wrote down. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice. The, the way it played out was cool, but then yeah, just watching it now, you're like, all right. I mean, if you watch like Judge Dredd or or like any of that stuff too, they like fall out of like 15 story buildings and they're totally fine. That's just they outrageous. Going like 80, and then they just walk away from it. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. same stuff. Like, I, well, I don't know why I'm expecting more realistic things in a movie like this, but that part was just, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I uh, just don't understand why, like, the jet skis didn't, like, for me, the jet skis were just, like, normal jet skis with, like, maybe cement on the cover. Like, why weren't they, I feel like in all this time, like, boats and ships and, like, jet skis and everything, a lot of time and science would be put into making those like almost damn near unbreakable and well i mean what's the what's the point of improving a motor vehicle if you if like the you know that's what i'm saying maybe take the, maybe motor isn't the way to go you know what i'm saying like maybe yeah. you can turn pee into water uh <laughs> well you can't the make mariner's ship the Mariner ship has like that thing that spins to create electricity and it's, it's sail driven. And he has that kite that go out in front of it. Like, yep. More, more. <laughs> like, so, I mean, like he has made the improvements maybe like, I don't know. I guess, I guess when watching this, that, that was one of the things that made me laugh. Cause I was like, we're, we're in the future. We're, we're drinking pee. We're, we're doing all this <laughs> other stuff. Like, 
even even Star Wars turned cars into land speeders. You you couldn't have upgraded this, the, you know, the sea yeah. doos a little bit instead well, of they put a layer of like schmegma on the front and called it a fucking a futurized and like fishing net on it and stuff. Yeah, like, like oh <laughs> come on, put it. Dude, I, like, I will say though, like it really showed, like I said, three distinct classes of people. So it showed like the people who have made communes post-apocalyptically to survive and has shown the people who are loners and have developed the technology on their own to survive and then it shows the people who have relied on old technology because it was just the easiest thing for them to do at the time Mm. like if you look at it that way so like and there's there's those people like i am gonna die if there's ever an apocalypse because i'm not prepared at all yeah. But there are people who are prepared, and then there are people who are just stockpiling guns and, and fuel and everything else right now just to use what they currently have. It's well, I wonder, I wonder if him being a mutant, like, if, like, he must have been, like, he must have been smarter than the average person, probably, maybe. He's evolved. Well, yeah, that, and I, I think, you know, the, I think it just shows how, like, how, like, uh, incompetent i guess the smokers were yeah just mess just messing up left and right because like you said like they're the ones that probably just are the ones that just relied on like the oldest technology just because it was easier instead yeah. of like instead of like adapting to you know the time that the times that they're living in yeah but i mean like if the world flooded over right now bro i'd be useless i'd be useless yep like you yeah. you want me to create that <laughs> type of technology i can't but like that doesn't mean that you us three together couldn't have found ways to improve off of motor vehicles. And that that's mm. all I'm I think that part I, I, I wish more time was spent there. That that's all I'm saying. That's why I feel like this movie is primed for a reboot. Yeah. And I think I think you're right. Like they would do like smaller sailed vehicles or like solar or something like that at this point where it's big enough yeah um or, or even just like like what about uh uh like you get something you can stand on that moves kind of very fast versus like not like a motorboat or like are a, you talking like, like a, the green goblins hoverboard yeah like a <laughs> something like that with like you know so anyway, i i feel I, like if they well, did like, a reboot now, it would be like uh, Deep Blue Sea, and there would be like a whole bunch of uh, houses just under the surface of the water. Well, the man, uh, you, you think he was using, he was like using some sort of like crank system on his boat, on his ship. Yeah, yeah. it was. So like, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to like, if you're on a jet ski. <laughs> Dude, you have, yeah. you have a very floppy mic right now, I'm just going to say. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> A flaccid mic. It's in attention right now. It's huge. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm gonna Kevin. (laughs) All right, I'm just gonna get back to the plot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so all this, all this traveling, they better find dry land out of this, and they end up finding it. You know, after days of being on that balloon thing. Uh, yeah, Gregor kind of... miraculously has insight into this tattoo that he didn't have over, like, the 10 years that the girl was living with him. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, but they end up finding the thing that was once a myth, the dry land. Um, so they're like, they're like all shocked just because they've never seen anything. They've never seen this before. Um, so they, they jump on the island. They, they hop on the island for a little bit and they, they're exploring. So they, and they find that hut, um, with some, yeah, with their family in there. And then that's where they discover like similar drawings to what she had on, on her back. So I think, so we learned that her family, her family sent her off like before they died uh, in hopes that, you know, somebody that she would do this, that she would find a way to bring, to bring people back to, to this Island. Um, so they do that. Um, but it looks like the only person that doesn't want to stay is the Mariner. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and he's not built go. for it anymore. He's got webbed toes. He's got webbed fingers. He's got gills. Yeah. Like he's not built for it anymore. Yeah. So he's like all these horses and stuff like that. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think this movie deserves a sequel? I think that that's a definitive end. Yeah, but he, he you're telling me it's done right there? Like, he never comes across conflict ever again? Or what about a prequel? I want to watch the fucking world burn, Michael. Like, <laughs> what, what about that? Like, you're telling me it wouldn't be cool to see that transition? I'd fucking explode my pants if they made 2012 Meet Waterworld. <laughs> explode it Kill we already it. got that we got the day after tomorrow that was the prequel yeah, yeah okay. the day after tomorrow was like two days on a frozen earth Dennis yeah. was it, was still like of, it was like the tip of the peony but like something like that would be fucking dope bro like it I would be pretty cool but like so the problem is they progress the move they progress the timeline 500 years so they can't condense 500 years in the two oh, and a half hours you don't have to star wars figured it out i right right i forgot I forgot about this casting. Jack Black was one of the smoker pilots. Yeah, he was. Yeah. was he, yeah. he was the pig guy, right? I think so, yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <Funny>. sorry. <laughs> Jack Black did like just like a lot of fun stuff. You think that yeah, sounds fun? And uh, um this movie rebooted would be dope with Dolph Lundgren in it. Like, like, like there's so many cool uh, things you could do with this movie. <laughs> I just think this, this is Hell the prime yeah. movie that, like, when the more I think about it, the more I vomit in my mouth, but I still will watch. Like, mm. if you're like, hey, let's go watch Waterworld, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go watch Waterworld. Let's go. But, like, if they rebooted this, it could be a legitimate badass movie. I think. I think it could be. Yeah, I think if be. you took if you took a guy who's notoriously known for being a hero so that when he's now the villain in this one, it takes a little bit of the pressure off and allows you to get away with the stuff that Hopper got away with, but it doesn't come off cringy and cheesy. It just comes yeah. off as them being a little more maniacal and optimistic. Oh, man. Dolph Lundgren. Like, that imagine the guy who that. plays Homelander. Imagine the guy who plays Homelander right oh, now. Oh, Anthony, Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr. Yeah, imagine him playing Hopper's role. Like, bro, it's, it's not <laughs> even comparable. This dude would crush it. I, I I don't know. I just think if you if you just mix up a few things, you don't need all the A listers. Like even even if you kept Carl Urban and Anthony Starr and threw them in this, I think I would watch it. I'd watch it. I'm biased, but uh, I, would watch it. I mean, you're kind of selling me on this remake, to be honest. You know, maybe maybe Carl Urban could do the Mariner. 
I could see it. That's what I'm saying. Maybe. And then Carl Urban, if there's anybody that like an actor you could trust, like look what he did with Judge, like Judge Dredd. I think Carl Urban's dope, like, he, and he and he's low key in like every fucking franchise. He's in Marvel. He's in Star Trek. He's in fucking yep. Dread. He's in yeah. the Boys. He's all over yep. the fucking place. Yeah. Uh, for me, <laughs> I was just looking it up. He, he's in Riddick too. Yep. Yeah. He's he's yeah. he's the necromancer, right? Yeah. yeah he's a he's, necromancer. Yeah. Dude, he's fucking. He's unreal, and he's he, he was also in uh, the one of the best video game movies ever made, uh, Doom. Yeah, he was the brother. <laughs> He yep. was brother. He went down there to find her. Yep. Yep. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like this this movie screams update. <laughs> just just update me. Don't you don't even have to change anything. You can keep the fucking language the same. Just update it. Just update it. That's that's all America wants. <laughs> that's all we need. Well, I mean it doesn't even have to be it doesn't even have to be a theatrical release. Like if like depending on who like who like would nab it. Exactly. You, could, you could put this. You could put this on a Paramount Plus or something, something like that. If you did this or, like Stranger Things and just did a ten episode release, oh. and then like let it sit. This is, this is a Universal, Stranger... pro, so probably Peacock. It's a Universal thing. product, so probably them. I mean, either way, okay, fuck it, Peacock. But like, if yeah. you take the Stranger Things approach, where they they drop Stranger Things season one. They waited until award season to see if they did good. Like if, and then after award season, they then started season two. And season two wasn't necessarily like, hey, we're going forward. It was all over the place. You can go backwards yeah. if you want, as long as you tie it going forward. Yeah. So like, I feel like season two I, was not my favorite. Season three was fantastic. No, season two was kind of a, a little too all over the place, mm-hmm. but, but it ties very well to season four. So, so, uh, so I haven't watched it yet, but season – I'm waiting for all the episodes. Season three is certified bang. Don't wait. It, it season, season four is like hour and a half long episodes. It's not worth waiting. You find I'm the time wait. and watch them. I'm going to wait. Okay. I'm, I'm working I, through some other shows. It comes out in two weeks, bro. What do you mean you're going to wait? Hour and a half long episodes? Anyway, we're, I digress. I digress. <laughs> you have two weeks till the, the rest of the show comes out. Yeah. And fucking I'm two waiting hours. for the rest of Obi Wan to come out too. That's almost done. I yeah. that's one I won't wait because I don't want anyone to spoil it for me. Yeah, no, and, I I I'm staying off of everything. I'm, I'm and I hear we're getting three extra episodes. No, no what? shit. What? Yeah, <laughs> I heard you and McGregor slipped and said there's ten episodes, and they were like, no, there's only six, and he's like. Correct. Yes, there's only six. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, water world, water world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right, yeah, but he ends up sailing off. So then the movie's over. So we have our we have our ending. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 water world. Um, so let's go through what you guys would rate it. So on a scale of uh, uh, one to ten, you know, one one being the world underwater and then 10 being you finally find dry land, you know, what would you, what would you rate uh water world? <laughs> ahead, George. Six, six and a half. It just needs, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's probably an eight, eight, but I think that, that two, one and a half points is like, bro, it's time, time for a new one. This mm-hmm. one is due. Yeah. 
You know? uh, I was I was gonna say this is a seven. This is a solid seven for me. I think yeah. the casting was good. I think the story was good. I think that there were some execution flaws. Um, I personally think it holds up, but I know it's not really regarded as as a movie that holds up. So I, I call mine like a solid seventy, C minus. Yeah. Move on. Uh, when you, when you say like it it holds up or doesn't hold up. I, like to, in my mind, I compare like aliens. Does aliens hold up? And yes. I think aliens holds up. I don't think I think there's way too many holes I could poke in one. Uh, I think that this yeah. movie holds up because I still find the plot of this movie plausible. Yeah, that's mm. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say yeah, I'm gonna say a six on this one. Uh, well. <sighs> I, while I don't really think the rewatch value is quite there for me, I um, but I think, <laughs> but, but, but for the, but for the time, like the production and like set pieces and stuff, uh, really good. So I, I give it, I give it props on that. And the fact yeah. that they, sh- they shot all of this on like open water, like that's crazy. Yeah. I, like, I do say like, I think part of the reason why <laughs> for me, I say it holds up is because like cinematically, like in the production value, like you look at it and you're like, yeah, the world is flooded. I'm convinced. Yeah, it's it's definitely pleasing. It's definitely pleasing to watch. It's just one of those things though, like when you think about it and you take a step back, it's like, all right, man, this dude ain't You just want a sequel so bad it's clouding your judgment. He ain't churning butter and turning piss in the water, bro. Like, come on, man. Like (laughs) That's just not how that works. That's just not how that works. I don't care. You're telling me a guy on a fucking sailboat? Chris Farley couldn't even get the fucking sail up. You're telling me this guy is just all of a sudden turning piss in the water? No. No. Why are you so held up on the piss in the water thing? Because Because that's drinking water. You be be Patches O'Houlihan and you drink that piss. (laughs) Like, I I understand. Do I? Do I? Do I have to drink my own piss? No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like to taste. I like to taste. <laughs> like, I understand there are things in this movie that I'm not going to logically be able to explain, but how often it happened, I was just like, nah. He literally like, even did it once. Yeah, he that one time in this movie. That, he had to pee like, one time during like, why all did that time. One people he was teaching Noel how to swim. Like, I don't know. There were just some weird that like an airplane survives eight hundred years. No, yeah, a tanker that is literally so rusty it can't hold water anymore is still just floating around the ocean. All of that, like I don't. Here's the thing. It needs a reboot. (laughs) It it, like at the end of the day, like it's. I think this is a hard six and a half. Hard six, six and a half, only because it's. Like the graphics aren't bad; they're they're fine. Yeah. But like when you watch Titanic, I don't think you could do it better today. I don't think you could do Titanic better today. Jurassic Park has been proven that you can't do it better to th- today. Yeah. Like there have been shitty dinosaur movies, like Velocipaster, uh, yeah. and you know I I think when you see Waterworld, and then I watched Mad Max Fury Road, I know that Fury one's on Road water really and one, like but like. But like you watch the doomsday apocalypse stuff, and it's like, okay, well, we we could we deserve a better Waterworld movie now. Yeah, and I will say to go back to that, to do like a six-hour, four-episode miniseries on, let's say, Peacock or whatever, I'd be down for six hours of this. 
I, the director wanted to do a three-hour theatrical release. I think we can get 10 episodes out of this. But the, my thing is, though, with that, and this is my thing that I complain to John about almost every time we bring up these new Disney Plus shows and whatever. The waiting week-to-week thing sucks the soul out of these shows and movies. Yeah, I like when these uh-huh. these – um, like when these uh, streaming things first started and they just dropped 10 episodes and you're like, yes. That's why mm-hmm. Stranger Things is going to survive and do much better come Emmy season than any of these other shows because Stranger Things has the hype now. They dropped half a season and everyone's like, where's the rest? Where is it? Meanwhile, mm-hmm. dude, the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing has drifted away. It, it's gone now. Like and the hype for Obi Wan Kenobi has drifted from the mainstream, mm. and, and the hype for the boys is minimal. If you look, the boys' viewership has dropped off almost forty eight percent week to week. Yeah, and the I new like, episode. I like the boys. I love the boys. Yeah. Uh, this season especially is is really good. But yep. waiting, waiting versus watching it on your own time. And again, you know, just give me someone give me a shit ton of money and I will make you a shit ton of money. Well, yeah, it's what the- they're trying to do though, like the only reason why they do that is because they're giving away like seven day free trials and they want people to stick around for more than one week. And they want to get the money for for the month. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Well make more better content. Don't make one fucking show. I you, right? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Hello. If you make one good movie, should you be a, a, a billion dollar production company? Mm-hmm. No, make fucking. I also, 100. I also really do like tiered subscriptions, like what Hulu does. Yeah, the Hulu pres- with the ads and stuff. Paramount, yeah. Paramount does that too, and I love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. So, like, I would buy a higher tier of something to get everything all at once, rather than a That's lower not a tier. Bad idea. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Paramount does that, but then you run into the yeah. Anyway, we could we could talk about this for hours. Yeah, yeah really good. But, but movie um, movie was middle of the road. Movie's all right. Movie's goaded. <laughs> the movie is goaded for a post. The movie's ever on TV. But, I do make an effort to watch. Let's. But yeah, so pretty. So that's our thoughts on Waterworld. So now the the next fun part begins deciding what the next movie is going to be. What year? What year are we doing so here? John? Let's pull up the Wheel of Doom. We're gonna find out the year. I'm for 2000, 2000, I got them when I want. Uh, we're gonna find out the year for the next masterpiece. I hope. I hope that we're gonna do. Spin it wheel. Oh, 1996. Okay. Ooh. All right. Yeah. So, wow, we're looking at it just a year. We just went ahead one year. All right, so the next episode is going to be a movie from the year 1996. Oh, my God. I'll end it here. We'll see you guys then. See you later. Bye-bye.